Hey everyone, this is John Mauser. I'm a fishing guide and a rod builder on the Crystal Coast of North Carolina. I'm using this podcast to build a relationship with all of you and to tell some stories along the way that will hopefully entertain, educate, and inspire everyone who's listening. This is the True Tales Podcast Show. I grew up in a time before social media. I spent my youth entertaining myself by catching tadpoles and crayfish, kicking up clods of dirt in fields looking for arrowheads, or trying to figure out how I could keep a largemouth bass in a 20-gallon fish tank in my bedroom. We would watch the A-Team or Knight Rider and maybe play a little bit of Super Mario Brothers or Duck Hunt on our Nintendo. There was no TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. There wasn't even a MySpace. Interactions with your friends were done face-to-face. In high school, I got my first taste of the internet. We had to wait for a dial-up connection and then crawl through the internet at snail's pace as we explored this new frontier. There was no social media when I attended college. I graduated with a four-year degree right before MySpace was invented. MySpace was actually my first intro to social media I rode that ride with Tom and all my other friends until cooler platforms came along. I was late for the party with Facebook and Instagram, but they eventually sucked me in. I actually remember enjoying them at one point. Before the algorithms, before the politics, before the constant comparison to other people's more exciting lives. Social media used to be a thing to do to escape real life. And now I think real life might be the thing you do to escape social media. There are definitely some positives to social media. It keeps me connected with friends that I wouldn't normally see. I get to keep up with their lives, go on their vacations, watch their kids grow up, see what they had for dinner. It's like keeping up a friendship without all the work of staying in touch. Saying that makes me feel like a terrible friend. But the truth is, that life is so fast-paced that social media has allowed me to keep connected with those friends that I would have lost otherwise. Social media has also helped me build new relationships with like-minded people. The platforms say that we're friends, but really we're just acquaintances. A lot of these people are connected to me by similar hobbies or businesses, mostly fishing-related and I've run into several of these acquaintances at shows, events, or out on the water. And although we don't actually have a real personal relationship, we have a starting point and I feel like I know them somewhat. Social media has helped me grow my businesses. I used to get a lot of eyes on my posts pertaining to my guide service and to my fly ride company. And it was free. Now it's nothing like it was five or ten years ago. The percentage of my friends and followers that actually see my business posts is pretty dismal at this point, to the point where I wonder if it's even worth the effort of posting. But a small percentage of people do still see those posts and interact with them. So my businesses continue to use these free advertising services. These platforms are great for spreading good news too, promoting a great cause or rallying the troops. I may not have 500 people's numbers in my phone or the time to call or email them, 
but I can spread important information with a few keystrokes and a post now button on my social media. It is also easier to carry out research work using social media. Social media is a great tool to take surveys from your followers and see what works and what doesn't. If I'm thinking about a new logo, a new guide service offering, a new rod model, a new restaurant in town, or maybe somewhere to take my family on vacation, I can get instant feedback. If I have a question that needs to get answered, it's a simple status update with my family and friends, and that's usually enough to get the answers I'm looking for. It can also be a morale booster. I can post a big fish, a funny story, or an inspiring thought, and at least a few people will agree or even praise me. I've spent most of my life dealing with insecurity issues, so it feels pretty darn good to get a pat on the back, even if it's on the internet. So, social media seems like a pretty good thing, doesn't it? Well, there's one problem with social media. It's mostly a big lie. Social media has become a place for people to escape reality and create their own perfect world. They portray a carefree life of beauty, luxury, and happiness that unfortunately, more often than not, is a false advertisement. It's leaked right into the world of fishing, too. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, most anglers tell a story of epic fishing adventures every time they hit the water. I have to be careful myself about accidentally selling that narrative when I make posts. I run two businesses that revolve around fishing. I pull the phone out whenever there's a beautiful sunrise on the ride out to a fishing spot. I pull the phone out when an angler hooks up on their first fish on fly. I get the hookup shot. I get the hero shot. And I even get the release shot. Later that day, I get the boat stuck at low tide. I can't pull out, so I jump overboard and push the boat through knee-deep mud trying to get us out. But there are no photos of that. After that, we lose two or three flies on break-offs on oyster bars. We also blow a bunch of shots on spooky fish. There are no photos of any of that. Two of my favorite spots are already taken over by another boat. I run the ICW trying to figure out what plan C is going to be. But there are no photos of my frustration. Finally, we hook into another fish on fly. So out comes my phone, and I try to get the hook up, hero shot, and release shot. It's honestly unintentional. I'm not purposely trying to lie to my followers. I think we've just trained ourselves to pull out the phone and record those shareable moments, the ones we think our followers will want to see. I wish I had more images and videos of me stuck in the mud, frustrated, challenged, evenly mixed in with the hero shots. That's the real story. But instead, I post the highlight reel because that's what I think everyone else wants to see and that's what everyone else is posting. I do believe that some anglers and fishing guides purposely lie on social media to boost their businesses and egos. I think they make a point to hype everything and stretch the truth on social media. I know there are guides who catch fish on bait and purposely lead their followers to think it was on artificial or fly. I know there are anglers and guides who catch two fish and purposely lead their followers to think they caught five, 10, even 20 fish. As a guide, I understand the need for exposure. They need to bring in new customers. 
but it just doesn't sit well with me when other guides purposely stretch the truth that far to gain customers. The truth is, most of us anglers present a story on social media that is far from reality, whether done intentionally or unintentionally. We show all of our followers and friends the top part of the iceberg and never tell them about the other 90% that lies below the surface. Theodore Roosevelt once said, Comparison is the thief of joy. Think about it. Imagine your life without social media. Imagine going fishing one Saturday morning. The sunrise is beautiful. The weather is nice. You're in a great mood. You head to the first spot and nothing. That's okay because the weather's great and you're still feeling really good. You hit your second spot. Sure that you're going to find some fish, but nothing. You're a little bit frustrated, but you're out on the water. No stresses and no worries. Finally, in the last hour of your trip, you find a school of fish working in the back of a bay. Tails up, feeding. They seem really happy. You get in range and make a perfect presentation, and a nice fish slides away from the school and starts tracking your fly. You strip slowly as he overtakes it, and you watch him eat it right in front of you. The fish burns off across the flat, and the fight is on. A few minutes later, you have your hands on an absolutely beautiful fish. Everything about him is perfect. You're on cloud nine. You remove the hook, snap a quick photo with your phone, and lean over the boat to release the fish. After a few seconds, he kicks free from your hands and swims away. The group of fish has moved on at this point, but you don't care. You couldn't be more pleased with your trip and how well it went. You get back to the house and open up your Instagram because you want to share the joy of your experience. You see some new IG stories across the top of your page and without thinking twice, you click on them. Oh, look, Jim had an epic trip today. Looks like he caught fish every place he stopped. Oh, and Steve, Steve said he caught so many fish that he lost count. And look at Bobby's fish. It's way bigger and way prettier than mine. You don't realize that Jim had an epic day every place he stopped because he was soaking bait while you were fly fishing. And Steve did lose count of his fish because he stopped counting at two. He only caught three fish. And really, why do you care if Bobby's fish is bigger? Have you already forgotten about how stoked you were when you watched your fish crush that fly right in front of your feet? You reluctantly post that one image of your fish, even though you're not exactly excited about it anymore. Keeping up with the trend, you tag it and say, killed it today. It was epic. And then Phil, Tracy, and Adam log onto their social media accounts and see your post. They all went fishing today too, and they struggled. They enjoyed their experience on the water, but they all skunked out. And they see your post and go, oh man, he killed it today. Am I really that bad at fishing? And now their experience is diminished also. Comparison is the thief of joy. And what's worse, you're not even comparing apples to apples. You're comparing the sum of your ups and downs, your wins and your losses, your joys and your struggles to someone else's highlight reel. Social media creates an environment rooted in constant comparison. Users post about their lives, either in picture or story form, attempting to present a picture that is both flawless and unrealistic. Difficulty 
and struggle are rarely disclosed. Photos are staged and cropped in order to effectively manage one's desired image. Remember that fish pic you posted a few hours ago? It's calling you. It's begging you to check and see who saw it and who liked it. Maybe if you got enough likes, enough recognition, you will feel better about your deflated ego. Your curiosity gets the best of you, so you jump on the platform and see that you've got 17 likes. Seriously? How? You have like a thousand followers. Is your image and your story so bad that no one cares? You don't even take into account that the algorithm has made it so that only 25 people actually saw your post so far. But you know what you do notice? You notice that a photo that Fred posted after you posted yours already has 150 likes. You click on Fred's profile and see that he has 10,000 followers. How? His photos look awful. Why does his image with a crooked horizon and a fish's tail cut off get 10 times the likes of yours? And why are all these people following him and not you? You never realize that most of his followers are bots or were gained by some scammy follow-unfollow tactics. All you know is that your self-worth is diminished and your experience is diminished. Fred didn't do this to you. You did. You allowed your comparison of yourself to what you saw on the internet do this. I wouldn't be talking about these things if I didn't do them myself. I am as guilty as anyone for letting comparison to others steal my joy. I also struggle a lot with FOMO. FOMO is the fear of missing out. I'm not fishing right now. I'm recording a podcast. I had a chance to run a charter this morning, but I passed on it because the weather forecast wasn't looking good and I have a lot of other things that need to be done. My phone is sitting right next to me right now. I have to avoid the pull to check my IG because I'm sure someone right now is having an epic day. I'm sure someone is killing it and I'm sure someone has lost count on all the redfish they have caught today. I'm sure their IG feed is exploding with fire emojis right now. I'm afraid that I'm missing out on something. There's always going to be someone catching fish when you're not catching fish, going on vacation when you're not going on vacation, having a great day when you're just trying to survive the day. You are always missing out on something better. But the second you log onto your social media, it's made obvious that you're missing out. The urge to see what everyone else is doing and the need to compare becomes addicting. Speaking of addicting, why is it that I often find myself scrolling through my social media feeds without even realizing it? What is with the pull? Why does social media demand my constant attention? Why do I panic if I accidentally leave my phone at home and have to go all day without being connected to everything else? I don't even enjoy being on these platforms anymore. I scroll through them so fast that I can't even absorb or enjoy the content. And then I put the phone down swearing it off. But how long will it be before FOMO hits me again and I find myself mindlessly scrolling through? And really, what does it do for me? Does the good outweigh the bad? Can I still use social media to advertise my businesses, keep in touch with people? and to rally the troops for good causes while not allowing it to worsen my anxiety and lack of self-confidence? Can I use it when the time is right, but avoid those social media 
dopamine hits when I should be spending time with family, friends, or alone in my own thoughts. These are things that I struggle with constantly. What can we do to help with all the negativity of social media? For one, we can be happy for other people's success. If they caught more fish than you, if they went to a place you've always wanted to visit, if their business is seeing growth and success, be happy for them. Why would you expect people to support your success and accomplishments if you can't find it in your head and heart to support others? Sometimes I'll see someone who had a better day than me, and I have to choose to be genuinely happy for them. Otherwise, my jealousy might start to creep in. You can also just take it with a grain of salt. We already talked about how much reality gets stretched on social media. Accept the fact that what you're seeing is what they want you to see, not the actual reality. Don't compare your insides to someone else's outsides. And if you can't get past the jealousy, anxiety, and anger that you feel when seeing other people's posts, well, hit the unfollow button. Seriously, why are you putting yourself through it? Out of sight, out of mind. You can't compare to others if you can't see what they're posting. Also, think about setting an example. Try being way more honest on social media than the people you're comparing yourself to. Look, I've seen your redfish. I've seen the hundred that you posted before that. I'm not all that impressed anymore. You know what you could do to stop me in my tracks while I'm scrolling through social media? If I saw a picture of you covered head to toe in marsh mud, pushing your skiff through the slop with the caption saying, we got our butts handed to us today. I would instantly relate to that because I've been in that situation so many times. We all have. That honesty would cut through the monotony of epic fishing report after epic fishing report. There are a couple guides locally that do that very well. I respect them so much for it. When they have a terrible day, they post about it. When they grind all day to catch one 12-inch speckled trout, they admit to it. I appreciate the heck out of their honesty, and I trust them more than the person who claims to never have a bad day. I am trying to be mindful of doing the same. It's difficult, though. I'm trying to drum up business like all the other guides. It's hard to admit that you didn't catch a bunch of fish or that you struggled all day. It's even harder when the majority of your competitors come across as being perfect. I need to do better. I need to put my money where my mouth is. So expect to start seeing more pictures of me knee-deep in marsh mud trying to push my skiff out of a bad situation. It's part of the experience, so expect to see me doing a better job of telling the whole story. The other thing that I am working on that we should all work on is disconnecting from social media more and living in the real world. I have a couple of friends that take occasional social media detoxes. They disappear for a few months and then come back around. I don't think I'm strong enough to do that yet. My FOMO was too strong. I am impressed with their resolve. I think that we can all make a choice to pick the phone up less often and do less comparison of our lives to others. I can and should make the choice to put it out of sight and out of mind when I know I should be focusing on the people in front of me and the tasks at hand. I think we can all make a choice to start using reality as an escape from social media. None of us are going to be on our deathbed 
wishing we had spent more time on the internet. Well, that's it for today's episode. I really want to thank everybody who's been listening and giving me feedback so far. I sincerely appreciate your support, and I'm so thankful for all of you. If you enjoyed today's show and found it helpful, please consider giving it a five-star rating on your podcast platform and sharing it with your friends. Have a great day. Don't let social media keep you from the beauty of real life, and I'll see you all next time.